Greetings, everyone. Brian, your host here for One Win Presents. On today's episode, we are traveling to Guyana, the only unique English-speaking country in all of South America. Join us as we discover what life is like for the Spanish communities residing there. We'll explore their daily routines, work, and the love they have for their new home. We'll also delve into the impact of COVID-19 pandemic on these communities in Guyana. So sit back and relax as One Win presents Guyana Street Chronicles. When me come, uh, me no understand nothing, nothing, nothing. And now, right now, yeah, yeah, me understand, but I freaking something. <laughs> but me understand plenty, yeah. Good. I understand plenty. In Guyana, the Spanish community, that is hard. We, we get in the first month of the COVID, a hard time here in Guyana was hard. But thanks God, we make a good friends in the country. And Guyanese people is amazing. Like, like I tell you before, the people come for help you and ask you, you're working, you have food, uh, can I help you with some? And that is why I think that Guyana is, uh, is, is amazing. They, I have other friends that they really do not have good experience, especially with police force because we are Spanish like sometimes they, they tell you it's like okay you're Spanish you don't have right here you are like nothing last week we started our exploration of the Latin American presence in Diana in this episode of Street Chronicle, we will delve deeper into the subject of adjusting to a new culture and way of life. How are the primarily Venezuelan and Cuban nationals managing the ebbs and flows of life in South America's only English-speaking country? This is Street Chronicle, where the prime sources of each story are the people who actually live it. It was hard for me. Why? Porque nunca había sufrido de xenofobia al principio. Pero ya gracias a Dios me ha adaptado bastante. Gracias a papá Dios y a mi trabajo también, que me ha ayudado a expandirme mucho, a seguir atendiendo a las mujeres latinas. Y ya me estoy abriendo campo con las mujeres de este país. I don't really think I, I would like to be here in Guyana. Yeah. I have in here around three years at this moment, and I meet a lot of people in here. I get a good friends here, Guyanese people, and in this moment, I, I would like to make all my life in this country because uh, every day I'm learning more about your country, about your people, and making friends. Uh, I have a good memory, uh, amazing memories in here, and yeah, I. I I want to go to Cuba to see my family, but in my holidays, uh, you know, uh, 15 days a month, but I would like to come back. And I know, I know that Guyana coming, coming better now. This, this country has an amazing future, and I would like to be here and be part of this future in here. Realmente a mí me gusta Guyana. Me gusta porque veo muchas más oportunidades que en Venezuela. Eh, I like Guyana. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, likes Guyana, but she uh, said that she sees more opportunity here than in Venezuela. 
she want to be here too. Yeah. Yo tengo un hijo de nueve años y quiero traerlo el año que viene a Guyana. Eh, bueno, con la, con la situación del COVID que termine y bueno, traerlo aquí. Yo trabajo en un bar y, y sí, sí. Mm, yo quiero seguir mi vida aquí en Guyana. She said she has a child for nine years and she can bring him to Guyana because she wants to make her life in Guyana. I noticed that some people saying that Guyana is getting bad, that um, uh, with the election stuff and everything, Guyana is not going to go up. But other people saying that with the oil um, all around, around, around it, Guyana will go up, will be better than now. I really don't know what to believe because I, I am only four years here. I don't know this president actually. I only know Granger and I cannot tell you something bad about him. So I really don't know again uh, about politics. I really cannot tell you my opinion because I don't have a strong opinion to tell you. But I believe that Guyana is not a really bad country. It's not a bad country at all. Compared to my country with Venezuela, I believe that Guyana is better, um, maybe with the oil and or the oil company, I think it will go up and it will be better. So it's up to people what they want to see, but to me Guyana is nice. A mí, a mí me, enca me, me encanta de Guyana, me encanta de verdad la, la, digamos, la parte de las casas, como la, el estilo de las casas, ese estilo de madera. Hay mucha más seguridad, aunque tú no lo creas. Hay mucha, hay mucha más seguridad que en Venezuela. Eh, Security. Eh, la comida. Food. La comida que es indispensable, hermano. Eh, la comida, la seguridad, eh, eh, el trabajo que yo tengo me da para, para vivir bien. Say that uh, the salary for the work uh, leaves you to, to have a good, uh, a better life working here in Guyana. That Guyana is, uh, she feels more safe here in Guyana than Venezuela, that she can get the food here uh, and the food that is so important. She has the food here in Guyana and Venezuela is hard for forget it. Esa es una pregunta bastante difícil para mí responderla. ¿Por qué? Porque de aquel lado está mi mamá, están mis hermanos, pero de este lado está mi hija y está mi nieto. Así que no sé, tendría que esperar que se llegue el momento para poder decidir. Me gusta muchas de las culturas y la comida. Me gusta, me gusta parte de la comida. Sí, parte de la comida. Este, como te digo, me, 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 ha, me ha agradado hasta ahora su gente. La, no he tenido ningún problema. ¿Cuál es tu comida favorita de Guyanesa? En la mañana yo como Edval. En la mañana de esas comidas que venden afuera, este, fish roti, puri, fish puri, eh, sí, casi toditas las comidas. La única, 
encima, la única comida que realmente no, 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 no me ha gustado ha sido el 7, que le dicen 7. Ese. Guyana is amazing because you have amazing culture, you have a, a nice history, amazing people, your tradition. Your, um, Guyana is a great country, but in five years, uh, all the opportunity in this country will be great because uh, the future for Guyana will be good. rest of Guyana and the world at large. The growing Latin American community were also affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. We asked about the impact of the coronavirus and about other issues that would have negatively affected their presence here. So when I come to Guyana, I was working in a Chinese store. That was the first place that I worked in Guyana. <laughs> and yeah, it was a good time in there. I have to tell you that it was a good time in there. But uh, I bring all my documents and I try to get a better option to work. I was working at Tower Suite Hotel, Dorado Tours, uh, it's a travel agency. Um, Aspire Hotel 2. Um, and another place that um, I can't remember now uh, the name, but uh, was, was good for me. Uh, at this moment, I will work, I, I, I'm, I'm working in a bar. An amazing place here in Guyana. Uh, <laughs> I'm enjoying my work in there, but since the COVID come, you have to all have to be close because because um, this this topic is uh, difficult. It's not easy. We have to take care of uh, of of that, and the bar is close. Um, the situation is hard. That is true. Um, I don't do nothing at the moment in my house trying to get a work uh, in another place, trying to find uh, the opportunity to work and that is that I'm doing now but in the present time I'm not working. I have around four months that I don't work. That, that, that is that. And you know that uh, it's not only in Guyana around the world this uh, situation for COVID is difficult, it's hard for everybody and for us in here I think that it's hard to and a little bit more because uh, we get um, different uh, things in the way that make you uh, think uh, and you say oh my god how can I do that or I don't have food for my I don't have money for my food or how how can I pay my rent uh, you know, or oh, what happened with my family in Cuba? I would like to send some money for them, but I'm not working at the present time. Uh, sometimes uh, I thinking that if I can get uh, the work in my place, I can help my family to, uh, a little bit more. But the place can be open now because the COVID is hard in this moment in Guyana, and we have to be careful for that. Uh, I feel happy in this way for it, you know, because uh, we have to take care, and that is more important. Uh, but the situation is hard and it's not only for me, for all the uh, Cuban community in Guyana, the Spanish community, that is hard. We, we get in the first month of the COVID, a hard time here in Guyana was hard. But thanks God, we make a good friends in the country and Guyanese people is amazing, like, like I tell you before, the people come for help you, 
and ask you, you working, you have food, uh, can I help you with some? And that is why I think that Guyana is, uh, is, is amazing. And I want to say thanks, thank you to all the people that helped me and that, help, uh, and that um, want to help the Hispanic community that sometimes uh, make food for the Hispanic community or talking with you about your situation and you say if you don't have a place for relief you can come by me and you know that 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 let you see too much about the people about this country that let you know that the people here have a, a a human and high quality in a human way you you know what I want to say and that make me happy well it affect me like anyone else right because job are getting down money is not like before not getting so much work like before but i believe that government had a plan and if we follow all the instruction like use the mask that is the most important stuff mm, well i think it will be uh erase this virus and we can get back to normal maybe for next year really don't cannot tell you when but I just hope that this virus gone as soon as possible and we can get back to our normal life but in the positive way I think that I have friends in Guyana I have a good friends in Guyana it's not only for drink a beer for dance for enjoy a party I have good friends here that want to help me in the hard moment that is positive because I I know that I make good friends in this country. The people call me all the time. The people want to know about me all the time. What happened with you? You don't working? What you doing now? Can I help you? Uh, that say that I have good friends. Um, the another thing is that I feel happy for to be here in this moment, in this COVID moment, because, for example, in my country now the situation is hard. For example, in Guyana. We have like a more control of the COVID in this moment. Um, you can get your personal stuff. You have no problem. You go to town, you can buy it. But in Cuban, now it's hard. For everybody it's hard. And I feel happy for be here in this moment because um, the situation is hard in the present time in Cuba. And Guyana uh, made this, this COVID like um, like um, some that they can handle. I think that Guyana get a good uh, position in that and I feel happy and that is positive because I see that I'm in a country that can handle this situation. Tell me something in English. I want to hear your English. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's difficulty, but for when we come, uh, me no understand nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> and now, right now, yeah, yeah, me understand, but I breaking something. <laughs> but me understand plenty, yeah. Good. I understand plenty. Yeah, yeah, I get, I get one bus lady different, <laughs> different, different. I love you too, I love you too, but, but uh, she comes in plenty and she fucking more comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know this, this laugh only for this yeah, making you, no? Right. Yeah, this making you. Um, 
and she teased for me this si si but uh, there's no for there's no for irrespect right you understand it's that's all there yeah yeah that's making joke but i like she <laughs> yeah she different but <laughs> you and me talk good you talk me english i'm answering you you understand right but um one guy and his people sometimes and one guy and his people come for one question and me Fraggy, me don't know why, me don't understand. Oh, yeah, yeah, but I know plenty, I know plenty, yeah, yeah, there's, right now, me get one year or something in Guyana, um, me not perfect English, but me English. Good. The biggest priority for people, for Spanish people here, is being legal. I think it's the most important thing here. So what the government can do for us is get easier the process, immigration process. Right now, uh, it's kind of easy, but it takes so long. You have to go every three months. Sometimes when you go, it's not the paperwork. For stay here, it's not ready. Some people get over a year still going to immigration and it's, isn't ready as yet. So I think it should get better, the immigration process, uh, internal. I mean, maybe do it online or something like that, you know, something that makes easier being legal here. I mean, I'm not telling you, okay, government, give you, give me the papers. Uh, we are not asking for it. It's just give us something that we can stay here legal for a while, right? And we can feel safe and protected here. Uh, in my experience, I got good experience with uh, authorities like police. Um, I cannot complain, but other people, they, I have other friends that they really do not have good experience, especially with police force, because we are Spanish. Like sometimes they, they tell you, it's like, okay, you're Spanish, you don't have right here, you are like nothing. So I think that is something that they can get better about police force, that we can feel like if something happened to us, we can go by then and feel like they're going to help me even when I'm not a citizen from here. So that is something that maybe they can, they can do for us. This is all for now. And we trust that through the voices of the people we have managed to inform. Thank you for watching. And a special thank you to our sponsors.
And before you go, please remember to click the subscribe button and give us a thumbs up if you liked this video. Greetings. My name is Wayne Michaelino, and I'm here to, to give you a little index on the making of a leather belt. But I'd like to give you a little history on myself and how I got into the business. I learned it from my father since I was a child. And I'll always have been working at it. Sometimes I put it aside and that kind of thing. But today I'm doing it more full time. So today I would like to give you an in introduction into the making of a leather belt. Tools for making a leather belt is not much. Any amateur can obtain these tools and make a leather belt. I hope this video can be informative as well. What the basic things that you need is a knife, hammer, punch, water sponge, basically, and the material and the buckle head. So that's basically what is needed. Now the first thing that I do is cut lace. Now lace comes from, lace is really a material called basil. It's sheepskin. So the first thing that I would do, because this belt will be having lace, I will cut the lace first, and then I'll start with the belt. The first thing about making of the belt is the skiving. This is where the water and the sponge comes in. We wet the leather, we're dealing with the back of the leather. We wet the leather and we sharpen the knife and we skive it. Now, skiving is a process to make the leather much thinner and more flexible. After skiving, we get to the point of edging, slicking the belt. Now, slicking means to give the belt a sheen. Well, I use a I use a homemade slicker. It does a very good job, as you can see. After the slicking, we give the belt some kind of shape, which is the cutting of the tip of the belt. I have, the, I have my patterns here, and we cut the tip of the belt. Now after the cutting of the tip, we, we edge the belt. We put on the edge to give it an edge to make it look much, much more beautiful. After the edging of the belt now, we get down to putting the template on the belt, whatever is the design. But in this case, the template is just holes. These holes is where the lace will be laced. After the boring of the, the holes from using the template, we get down to the lacing of the belt. Now, the lace that is used is approximately 60 to 80 feet in length. And after the lacing it, when we get down to putting on of the buckle. Now, for me, I've been in it a while, and if I should start making a belt, I can make a belt in a day. Now, the buckle is connected with a snip. I have the snip here. Now, it's a simple way to put on the buckle. After putting on the buckle, there is a final thing that needs to be done. And that's protecting the leather. Now, leather is a very unique material. And 
once it is treated right, it gives a lot of years. That's the beauty about leather. So I usually use dubbing. Now this dubbing protects the leather from water. And if you use it regular, it, it will give the belt more sheen and beauty. So that's the process of making this, of, of making this leather belt. I hope that whoever looks at this video could take something from it and even to challenge themselves and try the making of a little bit. It's not hard. Thank you and you have a blessed day and good luck. Good night everybody. So the piece I'm going to do, um, I've done it multiple times before, uh, but the last time I did it, my good brethren here, Abel, played for me. And, you know, he just added some magic to the piece. Let me see all those who love the arts. You love the arts? You love artists? You think we should get more money for what we be doing? This piece is entitled, I Love My Art. Unconditional. 
uncontainable, uncontrollable joy inside. That makes me feel alive. See, sometimes when I'm finished performing and I'm in the room and dressing, it's only then I'm realizing that a part of me is missing. For I would have just given a part of myself to people I don't know, to people I may never know, but they would have It was truly fascinating to witness the belt-making process. And with that, folks, we wrap it up for today's episode of One Win Presents. Although I haven't had the chance to visit Guyana yet, it was enlightening to learn about the community and the lives that are living there. We were able to gain so much insight into how they've adjusted to a new environment. And we're happy to report they seem to be thriving. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Brian, your host here on One Win Presents, and I look forward to seeing you guys here back next week. And before I sign off, here's a sneak peek of what's in store for you. People always respond to dope images, right? You could talk to them blue in the face. You know, people don't really read like that nowadays. And I, I try to, uh, you know, push it to the limit with my photo shoots. Uh, I do like three to four major photo shoots, you know, to kind of keep up with the times and, you know, different styles that's going on and just uh, give different looks.